0: Good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM1030, KVOY, The Voice, daily in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. And uh, happy Monday to all of you joining us. Hope it was a nice weekend. Got some time to rest and relax and rejuvenate. Uh, or in the case of Matt and I, maybe you went for a nice long run that you were not prepared for and uh, are walking into this morning a bit sore. So that's what Matt and I did this weekend, except I think Matt's in better shape <laughs> than I am on the running side. Matt, good morning to you as good always. Good morning,
1: Zach. Great seeing you out at the Meet Me Downtown 5K. Yes. You did great. It was a fun event. Probably a thousand people out there. and uh, I think so. Today happens to be Applesauce Cake Day, so I mean, I think we've learned uh- a a piece of applesauce <laughs> cake uh, by uh, by participating in the in the run on Saturday. Uh, I, th-
0: I think so. I think so. And um, yeah, I I, I I had not I think run enough in the lead up to the 5K. I mean, I did it. I had to stop a couple times full transparency, but I made it all through the three miles and some change. Uh, but I. You know, probably should have prepared a little bit more, but it was fun. Again, it wasn't about the race, it wasn't about all of that. Um, there were, of course, folks who ran that whole thing in 15 minutes, which is great for them. I was not one of them, but it was fun. It was fun after probably a couple years to see two Sonans back downtown again running in that, in that race. And it was just great to see, like you said, Matt, probably about a thousand people, the number of friends, uh, number of friends is, is a good time. Um, I, my, I'm assuming. Matt that we're working to get Louie on. he was on for a minute. He's our guest this morning in the meantime, other than applesauce Cake Day, which I never had before in my life, maybe it's time to try it. Uh, today is on a more serious note d day if I have my if I have my dates uh, and my Correct. head screwed on right this morning, and uh, of course, you know um, uh, honoring those who who fought in that theater uh, and what they did on this day. Uh, June sixth as we do um, every every year so it is d day and Matt that's probably the most important day that we could uh, we could highlight today correct and yeah an applesauce cake in 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 honor and celebration maybe of, 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 of d-day but it's our Monday morning news hour and as always excited to have this guest on. We try to do this about once a month once every other month, but uh, Louis Christensen curates the Twitter account, the Twitter page tucson tomorrow a cheeky loving sometimes challenging account full of love for the tucson region uh, often tough love and of course bear down Louis and i don't always see eye to eye we we do on many things but not on everything and that makes fun radio he joins us for the full hour today talk about a number of uh, fun topics louie happy monday to you good morning
2: yeah, happy Monday too, as well. Obviously, we're kind of in a half sad, half you know mm-hmm. ex- exuberant uh, position with you know not only yes being being D Day but um, with our baseball and softball teams playing in the postseason last night. Um, yeah, some really really good games. I mean, man, I am I'm so proud of the of the of the softball gals for the season they put together after you know what, what could have been an easy excuse to say, hey, first year coach coming off a legendary coach. Um, yeah, really, really great season for the for the girls.
0: I mean, bright things ahead, Louis. Right. I mean, yes, um, legendary coach. But I think uh, uh, I think uh, uh, Caitlin, right? Caitlin, mm-hmm. Caitlin yep. Low. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think uh, I think I think I think big and bright days are ahead. That's for sure.
2: Absolutely. Uh, how
0: about how about that, Matt? For not a sports show, show. <laughs> 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 you keep saying, <laughs> we saying really it. Snuck it in. We snuck it in. It's not even on the list you gave me, Louie, but yes, yes, uh, many, many things to acknowledge uh, acknowledge today. But what are we actually going to talk about today? I always enjoy our conversations. Again, it's our Monday morning news hour. We talk about news and issues and topics of the day. What do you got for me uh, today, Louie? Yeah,
2: well, if, you, if you've been around town, you've noticed that you've been able to get around town a little bit easier <laughs> uh, because the students are gone, the snowbirds have flown back home. Um and the town is ours again. (laughs) All the all of us locals we get to actually enjoy the city that we uh that we love. But uh you know, tug in cheek aside, uh really want to talk about tourism. Really wanna talk about um us being a city that has drawn people in because we're fun to visit. We're a great place to chill by the pool at the resort or um hotel or Airbnb. And um, I I think that has fed into the people that have chosen to move here, maybe in in retirement or, you know, for for their positions that they, you know, they, hey, I just want to live somewhere really cool, um, really comfortable, really affordable, maybe. um, And that's just what I want my city to be. And and is that holding um, our city back Mm -hmm. um, for the locals that might not work in that tourism field and and industry?
3: Mm -hmm.
0: No, yeah. I love that, and and, and and oh, go ahead, Louis. Sorry, you have no, a part too. I, 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 I was
2: just gonna keep talking because you were, you were you didn't oh. say anything. So yeah, go ahead and jump
0: on oh. it. <laughs> well, I've got I've got I've got things to say, Louis. I've you always got, to, got yeah, things to trying. say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, quick sponsor plug. Um, it relates to what you just said, Louis. I uh, during the kind of uh, snowbird cooler season, you know, um, when I would go to my uh, to my to the coffee shop of Yenser Choice in Tucson, Decibel Coffee Works. Uh, I could expect at about 10 a.m. on a Sunday a 20-25 minute wait to some extent uh, because it was just there's so many people there at that time. And of course, I stuck around because the coffee's that amazing. But yesterday at 10 a.m., I walked right up, ordered my drink, and had it in a minute later. <laughs> and yeah, and I went, you know what? If there's a trade-off for 110 degrees, it would be that for a few months, us locals do get our our city back. Uh, and it's a little bit of a slower pace. The commute time goes down five minutes. The wait lines um, are, are less long. Of course, we want all of our friends from the, from the cooler regions to come back as soon as they can, but it's nice to kind of have our city back for, for, for a little bit and uh, go to Decibel Coffee Works for that short wait off the I-10, Mercado and Augustine. 10% off your next coffee on me. Just say uh, Tipping Point with Zach Yenser, and they'll give it yeah. to you. Get it, iced. Um,
4: get it
0: iced. Yes, get it um, iced. <laughs> yeah, but but, uh, but Louie, I think uh, i I gonna imagine some of this came from a conversation that you and I were batting around. I mean, to get something off of my chest, I know we're bumping up against a break, and we're we're kind of settling in here on a Monday. But it it seemed it has seemed to me, and and the, the feeling is growing for me that in some ways we are so focused in Tucson on speaking to and promoting the 36-hour experience in Mm -hmm. Tucson that we um, don't focus enough on and, in fact, in many ways have a growing denialism about the reality of someone who wants to spend three to six-plus years here. And that's starting to worry me. And you're more familiar with this whole kind of Uh, thing than I am. Uh, Your past uh, professional experience has been in in this field, and so I wanted to get your thoughts on that today, because I'm getting worried that there's a lot of P's and Q's we're not managing.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think the the biggest thing that I've seen, and and look, this is not unique to Tucson. Like you said, I I do work in the travel industry, or travel industry adjacent with a lot of other destinations, and pretty much everywhere we, we go, it's a fight of local versus tourism we're kind of on the opposite side of our locals enjoy the tourism side of everything. One of the reasons they moved here is because they want that kind of tourism experience, if you will, where they can kind of live in one area of town and then just kind of pop in and out um, as they so choose, as you would if you were staying at like a La Paloma um, or a Star Pass. And the rest of everyone is is so they fight so hard for that identity of we're a small town, you know, kind of like pseudo um, dude ranch meets, you know, Palm Springs type of an environment where we're not going to let ourselves grow. We're, we're so much more proud of our trails and tacos as you always say than we are of a, mm, I don't know, a a massive space industry that's burgeoning and, and could be like the next big, big thing. And we're so afraid of losing our identity at the risk of becoming a large city um and uh, i know we're kind of coming up on a a break here but i'll I'll leave it with this is just i don't think that's the case i think that tucson can be a a great great place to visit and grow because if you if you're someone out there a local out there who doesn't want tucson to grow and you're going to fight against just growth economic growth population growth and all that you're shooting yourself in one of two feet either you're going to force your city to be a big city like we've become that has big city problems with a small-town budget or you're just gonna be disappointed because it has to grow at some point you know yeah. so we have to figure out how to do it well how to keep our identity and I believe it's possible um, and let me let me I'll just what we'll wind with this year Zach. if I could tell you that I'm gonna send you to a tourism destination that you're gonna love there's museums. And culture and food and all these amazing things that, oh my gosh, the history, right? And then I send you to a big city. you Are you going to be disappointed? No, because I'd be sending you to San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Rome, Paris, London. I don't know if London has that good of food, but um, Mexico City, that's a big city. You know, it, the idea that tourism and that like, high, high brow, you know, food, art culture and a big city economic powerhouse but heads it just isn't true um and all of my experiences i mean i would love to go to san diego this summer wouldn't you it's a pretty big city um so yeah we just have to get over that idea that Mm. big equals boring i think that's what we're fighting with
0: that sets the stage louis for our kind of part two of this conversation we come back after break we're just getting started here on tipping point i'm your host Zach Yens, so you're listening to Louis Christensen, curator of Tucson tomorrow on Twitter. Maybe you follow it. If not, you should. Uh, we'll be back from a short break, and then I think we're also going to talk uh, neighborhoods as well in Tucson, Louis. So fun hour ahead here on this dra- drive time Monday morning edition of Tipping Point. We'll be right back on 10:30 The Voice.
5: Tucson, 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk.
4: Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash offer.com.
3: time with Devon and her team.
0: In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70-plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business.
1: Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906, or visit us at extension.arizona.edu.
0: tucson your tucson museum of art is proud to present brad kalhammer 1159 to tucson a solo exhibition of works by tucson born mason new york based brad kalhammer who creates highly personal narratives that are autobiographical reflections on three realms of his life his indigenous heritage his middle american upbringing in a white adoptive family and his work as an artist and musician to learn more and to get your tickets go to tucson museum of School's out and summer's
5: here, and now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get
0: yours now at fctucson.com. Back Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. You're listening to Tipping Point. I'm your host Zach Yenser. This Monday morning drive time edition here on AM 1030 KVY, the Voice. Our guest is Louis Christensen. He curates the Twitter page Tucson Tomorrow. He's on with us for the full hour. Our Monday morning news hour theme. Uh, we're talking about uh, the 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 tension uh, or the 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 collaboration between uh, uh tourism and economic growth that all cities have some variety of we're talking about our kind of unique variety here in tucson i told Louis that i was starting to get worried that our focus on the 36 hour experience in tucson um, is taking uh, maybe our eyes off the ball a little bit of the three to six year experience for someone who wants to call this place home for that period and hopefully longer um, and uh, getting Louie's opinions on that this morning louis you had a a line that i typed out as you said it because i liked how you said it uh we we kind of are facing a bit of a small town budget with big city problems now which is i think something that maybe a lot of people didn't see coming
2: But get into that a little bit more. I'm I'm curious what you mean by that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so what that means, essentially, is we are a big city. Get over it if you think we're a small city. We're not. It it feels small. I love running into people that I know around Tucson, but we are a big city. We have over half a million people. That is a big city um, compared to a lot of cities out there, number 33 in the nation for metro size. We have a million people, almost thereof, You know, in the surrounding area, if you include the Maranas and Bales and all that. We have a lot of people, and when you have a lot of people, you start having more and more problems. You know, with with policing, with education, with roads. You know, the more people are driving on roads, the faster they're going to start deteriorating. But the problem is that we're forcing ourselves to act like a small college town, because that's what people want. That's why they moved here. That's why they, you know, X Y Z, whatever the reason is. And you get big problems when that happens. Um, you know, cities make their money not off of the fees that we pay to the water and, and trash. They make money off of sales and property and those taxes. Um, and before I say this, let me, let me preface: this is not a, a slam on the older generation. But what we have right now is we have a large percentage of um, of older folks who are on fixed incomes who might not be as active within the local economy as, say, like a young family would be um again that is not a slam i i'm not saying we need to get rid of of the old folks i love the old folks we just need to start becoming a city that's attracting young blood young money more money and so we can start patching up some of these holes that we have in our budget in our policing budget in our streets budget in our uh, economic development budget because you know I love my great uncle, but he lives in a retirement community. He drives his golf cart to the golf course. He eats at the golf course's restaurant. He might go grocery shopping. He's not an active part of that, um, you know, sales revenue generating powerhouse that, let's, let's say, my wife and I are because we have to be, because we have a little one and we have to go out and buy clothes. We want to go on date nights and those types of things. So we need to start thinking, like, how, how do we grow our city? Obviously, in a way that's That still remains Tucson, and I believe that we're going to be able to do that, um, you know, really leaning into our culture. Again, when you think about Chicago or New York or London or Rome or San Diego, you still think about culture and even actually more so, right? If you want to be an artist and you want to sell paintings, well, you need to have a, a client base with money to sell to if you want to be a restaurant and be open and do really cool things and really lean into the fact that we are a city of gastronomy, well, if all of our favorite local restaurants keep closing, then we're, then we're not going to be that, you know, we can't, or we're just perpetuating some sort of, you know, arbitrary status that we uh, attained years ago, like ASU does with their Rose bowls. Um, yeah, that was a slam on ASU. There you go. Not a sports show. Um, you know, and so that's that's the big thing is when we look at our local restaurant scene, it's money, it's income, it's disposable income that feeds those things. And if we continue forcing ourselves to be this small little quaint town where we can enjoy the little bubble that we've made for ourselves and just kind of rinse and repeat every single day, instead of growing, and adapting and innovating, um, then we're just going to continue having the crime problems, the road problems, the education problems, the problems of not being a place where a local business. Can grow or wants to grow, um, you know. There's just a lot of things that come with that small town mentality when you have big city problems like we've like we've attained.
0: There's so much that I could get into there, Louie, but we've got about uh, really under two minutes before another break. But we have the whole rest of the show to go, so it's all good. Uh, but as you're hearing from people, you know, on Twitter on on Tucson tomorrow. Oh, it feels like the tone is changing about what people are expecting from Tucson and what they want here. Just as I've watched your your Twitter account over the last couple yeah. of years, what, what do people want from Tucson? We can carry this over, too.
2: Oh, de- yeah, let's definitely carry it over. The biggest thing that I've seen is that business, that word is no longer a four-letter word. Um, people are noticing and, and realizing that we need to have a, a thriving local economy to continue enjoying the things we get to enjoy. Um, that is a big shift, and I, I know some people just from doing this for a couple of years, who a couple of years ago would have said it with a four-letter word, who weren't really big into, okay, let's, let's go after some companies and, and draw some, some jobs in, because here's the thing that's going to happen, and you could just like, write it down in, in your journals to look back on 10 years remote work is going to do to tucson what the almost what the air conditioner did to tucson back in Mm -hmm. the in the 40s and 50s it is going to make tucson a place where people can live so my wife and i we both work remote my company's here in tucson headquartered hers Mm -hmm. is not um every single young family that's moved into my neighborhood and we'll talk about neighborhoods in a little bit every single one of them at least one of them works remotely out of out of city out of state. That is allowing people to live in a city that does not have a job market. And guess why our home prices are skyrocketing? And locals who have been locals forever can't afford it is because they're working off of Tucson salaries, Tucson jobs, not very easy to come by when people can come in with a a Texas salary, a Colorado salary, a California salary, and buy up a house, no problem. You know, 70 grand more than it was worth last year. Hmm. So if we want Tucson to stay Tucson, we have to, build our city in a way where local kids, people graduating from our high schools and university, can actually stay and love Tucson and protect it and do the right things by it. Because the next wave coming in, they have no connection, no nostalgia, no nothing. They're okay with seeing that restaurant getting slipped or that corner turning into blank, blank, blank. So that's my thought.
0: I want to continue this on the other side. This is an interesting topic. I want to get your thoughts on more. Louis Christensen is with us. Tucson tomorrow on Twitter. We'll be back after a short bottom-of-the-hour break. Don't go anywhere.
3: time with Devon and her team.
0: In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the 70 plus startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges that houses the university's commercialization hub with several other projects coming out of the ground, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona moving innovation at the speed of business. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is proud to present Brad Callhammer, 1159 to Tucson, a solo exhibition of works by Tucson-born, Mason New York-based Brad Callhammer, who creates highly personal narratives that are autobiographical reflections on three realms of his life: his indigenous heritage, his middle American upbringing in a white adoptive family, and his work as an artist and musician. To learn more and to get your tickets, go to Tucson Museum of Art
2: when you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West, federally insured by NCUA.
1: Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice.
0: And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona live here out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM1030, KVUI, The Voice, the in-depth news conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Join on the live line all hour this drive time, 9 a.m. hour Uh, We call it our Monday morning news hour where we try to talk about issues, news, current events. Our guest has been Louis Christensen. He curates Tucson Tomorrow on Twitter, and we always have a good discussion. Don't always agree, but uh, uh, agreement on radio makes for not interesting radio, so the disagreement is fine. Uh, But uh, let's go to the phones. We've been talking about uh, how do we balance uh, tourism Uh, and tourist attraction with kind of the local work of economic growth uh, and how have what people say they want from Tucson changed, even over the last few years. We're going to also talk about neighborhoods uh, and how forming identities around them is a huge strength, uh, uh, at least from Louis's point of view. Uh, He's going to kick us off from that. But let's go to the phones. Uh, Doug Martin is on the line. Uh, Doug, I appreciate you calling in. You're live on the air. Go ahead.
6: Well, hi, Louie, and I agree with most of what you said, but I do have a couple of uh, slight disagreements. One is about older people. Like, for example, where I live in Oro Valley, and of course, Tucson was built really on retirees and people mm-hmm. with second homes and tourism and all that. But, you know, you look at the people that live up here, most of them spend a lot of money up here. The restaurants at night are filled with older people. They're remodeling their homes. They're doing, you know... Plumbing, gardening, the whole bit. But Mm -hmm. that isn't really where we need to build the economy. We've always had that, and those people will always come here. And when you talk about Tucson being more pro-business now, I'd I'd say I disagree with that because I think it's more lip service. They'll say, we like small business, but when a small business gets successful, it becomes a big business. And I know when I was interviewing, I was part of the Tucson Chambers Candidate uh, Committee. We were interviewing the candidates. They all said, well, we love small business. Well, one of the candidates, I said, I feel like you really actually resent business people. She goes, well, if you're a billionaire like Bezos. And I go, oh. (laughs) And And then I go, well, what about if you're a millionaire? And her eyes just changed. I mean, it was like, if you become successful, you're not a good person. That's kind of the way I think they think. But if we want to be successful as a community, we need not only small businesses, we need
2: to mm-hmm. grow businesses. So that's so I my out.
6: comment on that. I, yeah.
2: Yeah, great, great comment. Uh, just, just because I, I can't, I can't pass up on the joke. I think one of the reasons why all the restaurants in our valley are filled is because there's like three of them out there. But uh, <laughs> just kidding, Doug. That's a <laughs> um, no. But you're you're 100 right. Um, I, I think Tucson is a place where small businesses are celebrated. Small business owners are kind of like little celebrities. But we do need that. I don't. I don't think Tucson needs to go after. Let's call it the whales. Um, you know those really big ones that Phoenix, uh, you know, makes a. a- literal living off of going after, because a lot of those come with a lot of give and take, mostly give from cities. You know, they're the ones um, on the on the they own the building and the company's leasing it for the first couple of years. Well, that went great <laughs> with a lot of people not even needing an office anymore. Um, but, yeah, we do need to really embrace the, let's say, either a shark or the dolphin sized businesses here in Tucson. I think that's what's missing. So you're right. We, we celebrate the trout and the bass um, like crazy but really to change a local economy to really bring the type of employees in and talent and grow our talent pool and give the folks who are here that have the talent that that next step up we do need to embrace that next level size um, for sure so yeah great great comment thanks for that
0: yeah yeah two things two themes on that and uh if, if Doug has hung up, I know he's listening and I'm not trying to pull Doug back in, but Doug and Louie, you're both in luck because I have Joe Urseg on the show tomorrow he's running for Oro valley uh town council go. so i'm gonna i'm gonna get his thoughts on your joke, Louie uh so I'm sure your ears <laughs> will be burning, and i'm gonna get his thoughts on Doug's comments so the conversation continues uh tomorrow for sure the other thing too is. I think Doug's question made me think about this. When I was hearing you in the last segment, Louis, respond to my question about what do Tucsonans want, I wasn't talking about, about community leaders. I was talking yeah, a, a, yeah. about about Tucsonans themselves. And I think your answer to me was that Tucson, for Tucsonans yeah. – um, who are following on? You've seen a shift in tone. Uh, I, I don't actually disagree with Doug at all. I think from a leadership perspective, we're still a little lukewarm uh, on on what does it look like to have uh, an economy that is anchored by uh, larger size businesses, not the whales, but larger size mm-hmm. businesses that can create an ecosystem for small businesses to thrive. Uh, but Tucsonans, I think, are starting to push, and I think Tucsonans over the last couple years—this is my opinion, Louis—have started to look around and go, "Wait a second! If Casa Grande is doing this well, and if and if, if Flagstaff is even recovering a higher percentage of jobs, and mm-hmm. if Coolidge is getting some things, maybe we are starting to miss out. Not that we we try to keep up with the Joneses, but 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 maybe we are starting to fall behind a little bit." And I think people are noticing that, Louie. Is that naive? Is that just yeah, the Twitterverse? Or do you think no, I, this is broader than that?
2: Those are the conversations I've been having just, just around town as well. Because I, I do ask folks you know, who are locals working here, um, you know, like, what's your next step? And, and sadly, a lot of them have to say, well, we'll probably move. Um, and that is how you lose your city. Like, okay, remember, like, Tucson is a great place to live if you have the means to do so. If you have the retirement to live off of, the remote work to get, or maybe you have that golden handcuff down at at, um, U of A or Raytheon and you're in it, Um, Tucson is a fantastic place to live. But if we're forcing people who love Tucson to move to Phoenix, they're going to be replaced by somebody who might not cherish it quite as much. And so if you're really worried about keeping Tucson Tucson, we should be trying to keep our Tucson in, in Tucson. <laughs> They're the ones who care. They're the ones who have the historical context for all the things that we love. Um, and yes, I, I am hearing that around town. Like it, we've come to a point where a local working off of our, our median salary is having a really hard time affording a house because the rents are so expensive they can't get ahead with their savings, right? And so if that's the American dream, if that's the Tucson dream, if that's what we're selling to ourselves of just work hard enough and you'll make it, you can't do it in Tucson, so you have to leave. Um, I had a conversation with one of my neighbors, she's, uh, I, I, I live in a mid-century, um, midtown neighborhood here in, in Tucson. Um, Louis, when you say midtown, she, clarify what that means real fast yeah midtown so i would i would say it's kind of that that thinner tenderloin of tucson so i'm i'm near that kind of grant and craycroft area okay. um gotcha. so brick you know brick ranch houses that whole mm-hmm. that whole thing um our neighborhood is filled with a lot of people who were either the original builder owner or the first mm-hmm. time like buyer um she was one of the first time buyers she raised her family she has like a four-year-old son who grew up here um she stopped us on one of our evening walks the other night and said just oh my gosh i love seeing all these young families Moving back into Tucson, it's so nice to see because I'm getting really bored of watching people like me walking around in circles. Like it's so much better to see these young families, and I've heard that from a lot of people. And if that's the city that we want, if we want to be a city where you know, like Doug said, like oh, yes, a decent amount of our of our city was built on being a great place to be, uh, you know, a tourism destination kind of a, a vibe. All well, if you read our original marketing for a lot of the the te- you know nicer Indian Ridge. Wilshire Heights, those types of communities in Midtown, they were built for families. There's a reason they're all three-two, right? There's mm-hmm. a reason that all of these Midtown houses are three-twos is because they were supposed to be meant for small families. Um, and so I, I kind of pushed back on that. We were, sub- we were a boom town. We were growing like crazy. That's why we sprawled so much. That's why everyone was buying houses and not condos back then as well. And we can get back to that but we need to have the local economy for it and right now you're right that we do not have the leadership who either a has the ability or b has the willpower and desire to make that happen for us we just don't um they're either inept, incapable or they just don't want to do it you know just they just think something's wrong with it and they're doing everyone a disservice by that that's not to say well we're just going to become phoenix I don't think that's the case at all. I don't think we need that crazy amount of growth. But we are missing out on opportunities. We are on the precipice of the entire space industry. That is happening right now. Um, all of our like techno- technological advances are just right on the precipice. Okay, so just for people to understand here of, of what I'm talking about, the Internet that we have right now that comes into your house, does not come from space. It comes from a wire that's drawn across the ocean floor. That We're still working off of that type of technology. So yes, we don't have internet from space yet. Your signal might come from a telescope, you know, whatever, from a satellite from there, but it, it comes from a landline first. So we have a lot of adva- advancements to make that we kind of already consider[s] or have already happened. The amount of industry boom, high-tech boom, not just call centers, not just insurance salesmen, not just um, Carvana-type places that might go bunk because they don't know how to spend money properly, but real serious high-tech industries that we can be really proud of as a city, as a dark-sky city, they're right here for our taking, and we have a leadership who's just more interested in posting pictures of themselves um, and going to conferences than actually pushing for something and working for our, for our local communities. And I, I think that's a across-the-aisle conversation that we need to be having. I don't I don't hear that just from conservatives. I hear that from from liberals and people who lean pretty far left, too, is they want a job. They want to be able to live here. And they know that the more people who have real incomes, not just, you know, tip incomes. We don't want to be a city of waiters passing off tips to one another every single night and just going from restaurant to restaurant. We need real money to pour into our city so we can have cool restaurants and more restaurants like Bada and more museums and more artists and more big events and more things that we have to leave Tucson to really get.
0: Yeah, Louie, we're gonna have to go to a break, but I think you you mentioned something, and I'm not sure that Tucson will ever repeat this again, and and I don't know if it should in a 10-year period. So this is not prescriptive, this is just, you said something, it was a data point, I thought about it. Um, At the beginning of World War II in 1939, Tucson had 40,000 people. By 1950, we had 123,000. Um, so should, <laughs> Tucson, should Tucson, you know, uh, 3x again in a 10-year period? No, uh, we, we haven't even touched the water issue <laughs> um, yeah. yet. Uh, but but you know, it's interesting that probably the area where you're in now, Louis, uh, came uh, came during that boom time, which is interesting. L- let's go to a break. I, I still want to talk about neighborhoods, and we've got some calls coming in. Um, and, and all that is great and we have limited time to do it so let's see what we can fit in we're going to go to our final break of the hour when we come back part four of our conversation with Louis Christensen uh, curator of Tucson Tomorrow on Twitter if you haven't followed it it's uh, it's interesting you should we'll be right back on AM 1030 KVY The Voice
5: to Vail and everywhere in between. 1030 The Voice. Trusted local news and talk. School's out and summer's here, and now's the best time to come out in the evenings and catch Tucson's professional soccer team, FC Tucson, in action. We're back home June 11th for Forever Pride. Fireworks and a salute to the troops on July 3rd. Celebrating Tucson's birthday on August 20th. And don't miss our defending WPSL Desert Conference champions in action. The FC Tucson women have home games June 3rd, June 19th, June 24th, and July 1st. Tickets start at just $10. Get yours now at fctucson.com.
4: Tucson homeowners. Do you have equity in your home and would like to sell, but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like, with no obligation, go to TucsonCashOffer.com.
1: Hi, this is Ethan Orr from the University of Arizona, where we apply science for sustainability and economic opportunity. At the Arizona Cooperative Extension, we focus on youth leadership, water conservation, and environmental health. If you'd like to find out more about urban agriculture, youth development, or creating a healthier environment, call me, Ethan Orr, at 520-621-0906. Or visit us at extension.arizona.org study. Do you?
0: Zach Yenso here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, some ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their feed on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? this
5: is bill buckmaster monday at noon the political face-off on ten thirty tucson's voice for trusted news talk
0: and we're back tucson and all of southern arizona it's our monday morning news hour edition of the program where we talk about current events, issues, and news. To kick off the week, we're with Louis Christensen, curator of Tucson, tomorrow on Twitter. Real quick, this segment is sponsored by Little Love Burger. They opened downtown last fall, stirring up the juiciest burgers. hot dogs, have ice cream, milkshakes, local brews, and breakfast sandwiches. And they're doing really well, and they're hearing from a lot of our listeners. So thank you. For supporting them here um, as uh, as listeners to this program, you can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger. Make sure you have their most up to date hours, and when you head down there, mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a fifteen one five discount off your next order louie we've just scratched the surface um and uh, we still want to talk some neighborhood stuff too which i'm yeah. excited about uh but uh it looks like we have carl on the line with a uh with a comment about remote work in terms of families with kids in school carl thanks for hanging on the line over the break
2: you are live go ahead yeah, you, know, you talk about people coming in to do remote work. Uh, anybody that is smart enough to do that sort of thing is, especially if they've got a family, uh, is going to take a look at the school system. And until the mm-hmm. gets straightened out, uh, I really don't see a whole lot of those types of people coming into Tucson. Louie, your thoughts? Yeah, Carl, thanks yeah. for the call. Yeah, I, I would I would say that doubles for for local economic growth as well. Um, you're 100 percent spot on. It's something that site selectors, the po- people who are deciding where they're going to move their their company, right? Like, like we hire realtors, um, companies hire site selectors. Um, and that is a big stat that they look at and are really concerned with. Um, I will say that luckily Tucson does have a, a bunch of really great private schools um, that people can invest in. And obviously homeschooling has been increasing like crazy um, over the past couple of decades. Uh, I think we're at like something like over 2.3 million kids in homeschool right now. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think that that's a that's a big big black eye on on Tucson uh, for people either about to move here or companies looking to move here. We have to get QSD in order for sure. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's you know I, I have a little one who's in preschool. Um, I I'm going to make my decision for my family of, of what's best. I don't owe the public school system my child. <laughs> um, I already pay their taxes. So that's fine. Um, I'm going to make the decision for myself as a remote worker. And at the end of the day, um, one of the biggest things that helps students out is when both parents are present um, or, or one parent at least is present. It's a big stat. So if we had a better local economy, it'd be easier for our local parents to be present with their kids instead of having to work two or three restaurant management retail jobs to try and make ends meet. So good, good comment for sure.
0: Yeah, Carl, thanks for the thanks for the call. And Louie, appreciate you fielding that I I, want to touch on something that you wanted to talk about. And that is um, how forming identities around our neighborhoods is a huge strength. And I think, you know, our neighborhoods and, and, and the diversity of those in Tucson. Uh, is a strength, and, and and you certainly approach this from a uh, tourism and, and yeah. uh, angle as well. So let's get into that in the time that we have left. Tell me what you're seeing from your mid-century modern in Midtown Tucson.
2: <laughs> That's right. I wouldn't call it mid-century modern. It's definitely mid-century. Um, okay, mid, what, your mid-century in Midtown. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, there's a there's a title for my bio, uh, biography there. Um, so we we do a lot of work, you know, with, with, with the company that I work for, with other cities, and one of the one of the ones that we always kind of see a pattern with of when what people really like to see out of cities is being able to look from kind of the top down and see, oh, okay, this is the area of town that I'm going to enjoy because I enjoy X Y Z. Sometimes that can get a little bit out of hand where you're drawing too fine of a line between places, but I think if I think Tucson has it a little bit, but I think when this next generation moves in. Um, seeing what the, you know, our history has built um, and can, uh, to lack of a better term, kind of exaggerate it or really lean into it, I think it's going to get even better. Um, so, like I said, a lot of Midtown was built for families. It was in the original marketing. Um, a lot of the streets are kind of curved a little bit, so you don't you don't just go have a straight shot through. There's a lot of thought that went into these neighborhoods. And so, if we can start embracing them and really leaning in um, and collecting some identity around it, where our corners aren't just, you know, Starbucks and gas stations, but are places where people can walk to. You know, the dream, I think, for everyone, I'll just throw it out there, maybe not everyone, everyone, but we all want to live in a somewhat walkable city. That's why we love visiting Europe, is because we can walk out of our hotel and walk to coffee, walk to dinner, walk to the public transit. And people want Tucson to be a that exact type of thing but we have sprawl we spread out so so much and so whatever happens in downtown doesn't impact someone on the east side or even midtown area i'm a big proponent of like yes we do need a really solid core especially if it's returning dollars on our investment but if we could really become a node centric city where you know each neighborhood had its kind of node where people can congregate and you know maybe there's some business there and and that type of thing i think that really helps build identity um you see that with you know what's now flora's market run um and that little corner i think it's on sixth and tucson um is really starting to become something with tumerico it has a sense of identity the barrios obviously have a really strong identity and hopefully the people moving in um or staying continue that and improve it and that's the that's the big thing i want to hit on there is um improvement is not getting rid of culture improvement is not getting rid of culture the culture that we have was an improvement on the past al pastor tacos did not just spontaneously pop up out of nowhere they were brought over and they changed and they adapted and they evolved into an al pastor taco the territorial barrio thing as far as structure that was an involvement on a past thing It, it was growth it just looks like it's stagnant in time because we're looking at it from the past so when we look across the street and we see our neighbors renovating, hopefully they're renovating within the identity of the neighborhood. But you don't, you can't get mad about it because that's why you live in the mid-century ranch that you do. That was an improvement on the previous style. So I really, if, and we're closing out here. If I could just have one like prayer, hope, whatever you want to call it, for the city of Tucson, is that we can see what we have. We can recognize our strengths that are currently here and we take it and we improve on it and we can start prospering and flourishing um you know if you don't like the word gross that's okay i'm fine with that but let's take what we have and let's improve it midtown is filled with neighborhoods designed for kids and families we should set ourselves up to attract those types of families i'm not saying we kick old people out i'm not saying that doug martin if you're still listening i'm not saying that i love y'all I'm not saying that you're old, Doug, by the way. Um, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we need to set ourselves up for when that next wave of people come in, that they have what they're looking for. And that's not a bad thing. That's not like pandering to a weaker generation like the millennials or Gen Zers, if you want to say that. It's why you lived where you live and why you do what you do is because you had the things that set you up for success. So we need safe streets, we need safe communities, we need communities that are thriving, places where people can enjoy walking around. Um, I think I told you, Zach, not too long ago that a new a new restaurant popped up in our neighborhood. And I asked my wife, hey, let's walk over for happy hour. Her response was, oh, I don't think it's safe. This is less than a mile away. And it was not 100 degrees outside. She didn't think it was safe because she doesn't like seeing um, you know, cars car, um, cars swerving and hitting pedestrians and bicyclists on an almost regular basis. We need to change that. She doesn't like walking past homeless people that she does not feel safe around. We need to help those people. We need to find solutions for that. We have to stop living in this fairyland where we're just a small town college place where we can live in our Santa Fe-styled homes and hang our Southwest decor. It isn't this fun? We're not a hotel. We are a city where people are living and thriving, and we need to set ourselves up for success in the future. We need to start answering those questions of what does that young family want to move in, because they're the ones that are going to be taking over the neighborhood pretty soon. You know, Tucson is on the cusp of the silver tsunami. 42% of our homeowners will, because of their age, have to move out of their home in the next five to 10 years. Period. Forty two percent puts a second only behind Tampa Bay um, in the entire nation. We're at the cusp of a huge cultural shift. So we need leadership that's ready for that, that knows how to talk about that, that knows the importance of the heartbeat of our city and isn't afraid to face challenges and maybe ruffle a few feathers to do the right thing across the board.
0: If you're just joining us, we're with Louis Christensen. Have been this full hour. He curates Tucson tomorrow on Twitter. Where can they find you, Louis, real quick?
2: Yeah, Tucson tomorrow, spelled exactly like that, on Twitter. Um, I post a lot of polls. I throw a lot of stuff out there. I, I you know, I try and curate as much as possible, and. Um, yeah, again, I don't go easy on Tucson. I think we've done that for too long. I love this city. and I want to see it grow. And uh, we just need more. Zach, we need more people like you, man. That's really what it comes down to. We need more people like you.
0: Well, I always appreciate these hours with you, Louie. Uh, you <laughs> challenge our thinking. I don't always agree, but uh, agreement on radio isn't always the most fun. So this is always fun to kind of chat and talk about the issues with you. Louie, thank you so much. And we'll do this again soon. Yeah. Joe Irsega is with us, running for Oro Valley Town Council tomorrow. Hugh it up next. Bill Buckmaster at noon. We'll see you tomorrow, Tucson.